0: I believe a group of crows are called a cackle of crows. You can see why, the sounds that they make. Alright.
1: We'll go through it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we are as enthusiastic as these crows, then today's a good day. (laughs) So this is Chapter 17, Shashi and the Three Sapphires. Of course, Shashi is written as Sassi, but I imagine in Bengali there is no sir sound, everything is sure. Hence, my name, Shurjo, so let's assume that's the pronunciation. Because you and my son sing, think so highly of Swami Sri Yukteswar, I will take a look at him. The tone of voice used by Dr. Narayan Chander Roy implied that he was humoring the whim of half-wits. <laughs> We've all heard you know, that particular tone sometimes, especially when we are insistent to somebody or to some of our loved ones. You know sometimes people bring their husband or wife or parents over to the ashram or to the center and you can tell that <laughs> these people do not want to be here but they're humoring ki chalo to chalo I concealed my indignation in the best traditions of the procelator. So of course this is um, Yogananda and his friend whose name is Santosh, I believe, yes, Santosh. We're trying to convince Santosh's father to take on the spiritual path and especially to come and meet Swami Sri Yukteswar. My companion, a veterinary surgeon, was a confirmed agnostic. His young son, Santosh, had implored me to take an interest in his father. So far, my invaluable aid had been a bit on the invisible side. Take just a moment. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Helicopter. <laughs> Dr. Roy accompanied me the following day to the Serampur Ashram. After Master had granted him a brief interview, marked for the most part by stoic silence on both sides, the visitor briskly departed. So, (laughs) such a comical scene. Alright, you you know, Sri Yukteswar said, fine, I'll see whoever this gentleman is. And they're just sitting there, no one's talking to anybody. Everyone's just maintaining silence because nobody wants to kind of reach out or come to the other person's level. Mm -hmm. And Sri Yukteswar was not one, as we have seen, for pampering people. Mm -hmm. So, unless you are really a truth seeker, only then Sri Yukteshwar gave you in fact this
1: especially when you come with that attitude <laughs> oh, yeah. of knowing it all and what you are going to teach me and let me check you out what's you know with that kind of proud attitude and of course someone like Sri Yukteshwar, were like i'm not going to waste my time or you know give you any kind of advice because I'm sure he could see right away like let's not waste each other times here in this meeting.
0: Why bring a dead man to the ashram? Sri Yukteswar looked at me inquiringly as soon as the door had closed on the Calcutta skeptic. Sir, the doctor is very much alive but in a short time he will be dead. I was shocked. Sir, this is a terrible blow to his son. This will be a terrible blow. Santosh yet hopes for time to change his father's materialistic views. I beseech you, master, to help the man. I find this particular section so fascinating. It's not like, oh my goodness, he's going to die. What's going to happen to his family? And oh no, Santosh, poor Santosh, he won't have a father. But look at how they—they're viewing this, you know, sudden. News! Oh no, this person is going to pass away. Oh, his son had really hoped he would have had time to bring his father into a little bit more of a spiritual alignment. I mean, imagine that kind of consciousness, that they're not worried about the fact that he's going to pass away, so what's going to happen to the family who will take care of these people. But, oh, we'll lose this opportunity. It's so soon, if only we had more time, we could have at least set him a little bit more on the path. To self-realization. It's just amazing Mm -hmm. how this is what it takes. You see, this is the perspective it takes. When you know this is the perspective I have, it already shows you where your heart truly is. Very well, for your sake, my guru's face was impassive. The proud horse doctor is far gone in diabetes. Although he does not know it. In 15 days, he will take to his bed. The physician will give him up for lost. His natural time to leave this earth is six weeks from today. Due to your intercession, however, on that date, he will recover. But there is one condition. You must get him to wear an astrological bangle. He will doubtlessly object as violently as one of his horses. Before an operation, Master chuckled. <laughs> so, Sri Yukteswar, of course, on the intercession of Yogananda, says, "Okay, let's let's give him that time. That's really what he's saying. This is what you want. You want some a little more time to help him. Let's give him that time. But, in order for him to have that time, we have to get him to wear an astrological bangle." So. Now, of course, we've just heard in the previous chapter how important an astrological bangle can be. It acts like a lightning rod for a house, you know, so if major karma is coming, that lightning rod will take the brunt of it and the house is protected. But the karma has to come. Something has to absorb that energy that has been put out. And this is the astrological bangle that Sri was talking about. But also in here is this other side. To see how open the doctor is going to be because he's suggesting something to the doctor that he will immediately reject so it's not that okay, let's save his life let's extend his life so that you can let's see if it's even worth extending his life is there actual openness if there isn't it's in a sense it's better that you close this chapter and you start a new one, a fresh perhaps with greater possibilities and a greater openness so this is almost like a, a little test let's see Will the doctor kind of really go against this suggestion or will he even be a little open to receiving some guidance and some help? After a silence during which I wondered how Santoshanai would best employ the arts of cajolery on the reclaris the reclacitrant these words, huh? Mm. Doctor, Sri Yukteswar made further disclosures. So it's not over, the story. As soon as the man gets well, advise him not to eat meat. He will not heed this counsel, however, and in six months, just as he is feeling at his best, he will drop dead. Even that six-month extension of his life is granted him only because of your plea. So that's the other thing. Sri Yukteswar's already seeing. Okay. You know, we're going to test, we're going to see this man's openness, giving these two kind of test points. The astrological bangle and, of course, the diet that he would like this man to continue after his recovery. And Sri Yukteswar can already see the really ingrained tendency that this man's going to reject such a thing. And because of that, in six months after his recovery, he will drop dead. Can you imagine just and of saying these things so casually, like, this is going to happen, this man's going to die at this time. The following day, I suggested to Santosh that he order an armlet at the jeweller's. It was ready in a week, but Dr. Roy refused to put it on. I am in the best of health. You will never impress me with these astrological superstitions. The doctor glanced at me belligerently. I recalled with amusement, that Master had justifiably compared the man to a bulky horse. Another seven days passed, and the doctor, suddenly ill, meekly consented to wear the bangle. Isn't it just amazing how the moment things really come down on us hard, at that time, in a sense, Fear comes in. That fear makes us do absolutely anything. It's not like the doctor really believed in it. It's not like he said, oh wow, Look at this. Um, these are exactly the words. It's just that kuch bhi do mujhe, which is just make my life easy. Just something that I could have avoided, but now I can't. So now I'm just going to grasp at anything that you throw at me. And these are the moments, unfortunately, that religion has seized upon. And then they make us do like X number of different things that we don't know what they're really about. Most of us don't even fully believe in them, fully understand them, fully give ourselves to them. But come what may, fear, oh no, I lose this or this will happen or my health is not good. Chalo. Joe Karsakte. Except for I need to change, which nobody wants to do. Joe Bahar Bahar se kar sakte hai, which someone else can do for me, what ring I can put on, what stones I can wear, let me start doing that. And that's where astrology then unfortunately just doesn't work because these living consciousnesses of these metals and of these stones, they relate to you. They live and breathe through you, from you. So they need that kind of attention and energy also from our sides to truly uh, function the way that they are meant to. So there he is. Two weeks later, the physician in attendance told me that his patient's case was hopeless. He supplied harrowing details of the ravages inflicted by diabetes i shook my head my guru has said after a sickness lasting one month dr roy will be well again just love that conviction i shook my head doesn't matter what you're saying you know this is what my guru has said and this is how it will be the physician stared at me incredulously but he sought me out a fortnight later with an apologetic air. Dr. Roy has made a complete recovery, he exclaimed. It is the most amazing case in my experience. Never before have I seen a dying man show such an inexplicable comeback. Your guru must indeed be a healing prophet. After one interview with Dr. Roy, during which I repeated Sri Yukteswar's advice with a meatless diet, I did not see the man again for six months. He stopped for a chat one evening as I sat on the piazza of my family home on Garpar Road. Tell your teacher that by eating meat frequently, I have wholly regained my strength. His unscientific ideas on diet have not influenced me. So again, the man, is like the moment life becomes more settled again. Like, chalo chhodo ye Or, you know, it's just there. It's become more just jewelry (laughs) than actually something meant to support us and help us. And that's how fickle our human will is and our human consciousness is. So easily it returned back to its just natural way of expressing natural perceptions. All that openness that was just there during that moment of fear closed again to anything but my own thoughts and my own opinions and my own views on life. It was true that Dr. Roy looked a picture of health. But the next day, Santosh came running to me from his home on the next block. This morning, father dropped dead. Just like that. This case was one of my strangest experiences with Master. He healed the rebellious veterinary surgeon in spite of his disbelief. And extended the man's natural term on earth by six months just because of my earnest supplication. Sri Ukteshwar was boundless in his kindness when confronted by the urgent prayer of a devotee. And that's the other really sweet side of this. You know, all right, whatever that man could do, couldn't do, whether he was able to get the point, whether he wasn't, wasn't. It was. Sri Yukteswar's disciples, the devotees, you know, ardent prayer, this deep request. And when we make such requests of the Guru, even when it's not appropriate, needed, even though in this particular case, not that much seemingly happened, yet the Guru will do his best to even change astrological influences, change our own natural flow of our lives, our own karmic patterns. And just to see, just to see the devotee kind of gain, if nothing else. If not that person, at least Yogananda, as a disciple, as a devotee, learned something both of his Guru's love and kindness, but also of that attunement that is needed to really stay with your Guru's advice and with the Guru's word as much.
1: I was thinking how fascinating that just the very fact that we are on the spiritual path and we have a self-realized guru. How much good karma that brings to our family members even if they are not spiritually inclined at all, even if they are atheists, even if they are agnostics. And this is a wonderful story to keep in mind that sometimes we don't need to force any one of our family members, because just the very fact that we are bringing the Guru into our life, into, you know, our ancestors even, and the generations to come in our own children's life, just by having the picture of your Guru, just by having this book around. I mean, the influence of our Guru influences the karma Of our family members whether they are aware of it or not so the other part of this story is that one that of course our family members will benefit tremendously by us following a path and having a guru but also they will have a chance to have some sort of an exchange or or closer proximity with a path that has the potential to help them spiritually. So even if they don't make it in this lifetime, there is a big chance that they could in the next one. And it's fascinating that even if Santosh's father was completely almost against, he had the good karma thanks to his son, his son to be in the presence of Sri uteshwar even if it was briefly, even if it was in silence, even if it was almost refusing having that presence in front of him, that allowed him to exit this body in a very different way. He had the last six months of his life, a self-realized master around his aura, his own son, And Yogananda ji trying to figure out and and being around him and seeing what the doctor would say and praying perhaps for his soul. So, this somehow gave me a renewed faith and trust that, especially those family members of my own who have nothing to do with what I'm doing, the fact that I'm following a path, they are going to benefit, not because I will be doing anything, because my Guru silently will help them to take their next step or to leave the body, perhaps in a much more uplifted way. And I, I love this story for the very fact of it.
0: Very true. It was my proudest privilege to bring college friends to meet my Guru. One of my friends, Shashi, spent a number of happy weekends in Sirampur. Master became immensely fond of the boy and lamented that his private life was wild and disorderly. Shashi, unless you reform one year hence, again these prophecies, one year hence, you will be dangerously ill. Sri Yukteswar gazed at my friend with affectionate exasperation. Mukunda is the witness. Don't say later that I didn't warn you. Shashi laughed. Master, I will leave it to you to interest a sweet charity of cosmos in my own sad case. My spirit is willing, but my will is weak. You are my only savior on earth. I believe in nothing else. At least you should wear a two-carat blue sapphire. It will help you. I can't afford one. Anyhow, dear Guruji, if trouble comes, I fully believe you will protect me. In a year, you will bring three sapphires, Sri Yukteswar replied cryptically. They will be of no use then. Let's just continue and see where the story takes us. Variations of this conversation took place regularly. I can't reform, Shashi would say, in comical despair. And my trust in you, Master, is more precious to me than any stone. A year later, I was visiting my guru at the Calcutta home of his disciple, Naren Babu. About 10 o'clock in the morning, as Sri Yukteswar and I were sitting quietly, I heard the front door open. Master straightened stiffly. It is that Shashi, he remarked gravely. The year is now up. Both his lungs are gone. He has ignored my counsel. Tell him I don't want to see him. Half stunned by Sri Yukteswar's sternness, I raced down the stairway. Shashi was ascending. Oh Mukunda, I do hope Master is here. I had a hunch he might be. Yes, but he doesn't wish to be disturbed. Shashi burst into tears and brushed past me. He threw himself at Sri Yukteswar's feet, placing there three beautiful sapphires. Omniscient guru, the doctors say I have galloping tuberculosis. They give me no longer than three months. I humbly implore your aid. I know you can heal me. Isn't it a bit late now to be worrying over your life? Depart with your jewels. Their time of usefulness is past. Master then sat sphinx-like in an unrelenting silence, punctuated by the boy's sobs for mercy. Let's just take a moment, just kind of tune into this story. There's certain aspects here. Of course, there's this disciple who is wholly, and, you know, have a childlike faith in his guru. Yet, he's not really tuning into the fact that his Guru is giving him hints. certain hints and advice. He's living a very reckless life. Whatever that may mean, we don't quite know. And he's using the Guru as an excuse almost. You know, I'll do whatever I want Bhai, because I know you are there and nothing can harm me because you are there. And again and again, it's important for us to bring the point here that that's not the role of the Guru. The Guru is not here to take care of us while we just kind of live the lifestyle that we choose, the Guru. And in this particular case, to a certain degree, Sri Yukteswar was not his Guru. That means this boy was not really seeking freedom. It was not Sri Yukteswar's particular duty, it seems, to bring this boy to freedom. But he was in his orbit and of course, there is some connection there that Sri Yukteswar felt that affection towards Shashi. Sri Yukteswar also gave him a very simple kind of anecdote like, okay, do this, you know, just wear a blue sapphire and things could be better. And so you can see how astrology and Sri Yukteswar are really tuning into the fact that there are certain periods when some of these things can be really helpful for us. But then, as he said, at a certain point, none of this will be of any use. So it's very helpful for us to tune in. Again, not astrologically speaking. Here Sri Yukteswar himself was very attuned to astrology, so we're just again using certain of these aspects. But you have to tune into what's going on in your life. You have to start tuning into what messages are coming to us. Especially if you have enough of an openness for spiritual growth, the Guru will never abandon you or never fail to share with you any step that you need to take be it coming in an intuitive form in your guy in your meditation be it coming from those friends of yours who are also attuned to the spiritual path or sometimes it even just comes as clearly as you know a message on our phone or something that we've read somewhere but we really have to start tuning into these things and seeing what is it that i need to do what is it that my next steps are? We can't just sit around and say, the Guru is there, I'll just keep doing whatever I'm doing, and at some point or the other, whenever I'm in trouble, he'll rescue me from it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, here he is now, you know, at the Guru's feet, throwing those three sapphires. पहले what was he saying? Oh, I don't have the money, it's too much. And now suddenly, when again, when fear sets in, when nothing else, then everything is possible. Instead of one, now he can produce three sapphires. And that's another thing that we have to see. The little simple thing that we could be doing before now becomes multiplied and we have to do so much more. And even then, there is no guarantee that it will work. In
1: fact, I would like to stop there briefly because basically what Sri Tejwar is telling him, do something, just do something. I'm not even asking you to change your life drastically from one day to the next. If you can not do this, at least do a little bit of that. Or if you can do this, at least buy three, these three sapphires. And if you, you know, like he was um, nudging him, suggesting him do something. Only then I can cooperate with your own efforts. And this is something that always, always the guru is going to ask from us whether we are going through a challenging with our health what are you doing about whether we are going through a tough uh, situation at work or some disharmony what are you doing what, what's your part i mean what are you doing to improve this to change yourself to improve your health and and that's really what the spiritual path is all about. I mean, uh, the Guru is there, the blessings are there, but we have to add, as Yogananda said, over a tiny part, over 25%. And in every situation that you find yourself, there is great difficulty, there, there are doubts, there are, you know, what are you doing to resolve that? to change to improve that and and only then when you start putting energy out then the Guru will come and yes that blessing will happen but some sort of an exchange of energy or cooperation with the Guru's grace must be there otherwise it will be just useless.
0: An intuitive conviction came to me that Sri Yukteswar was merely testing the depth of Shashi's faith in the divine healing power. I was not surprised a tense hour later, when Master turned a sympathetic gaze on my prostrate friend. Get up, Shashi! What a commotion you make in other people's houses! <laughs> Return your sapphires to the jewellers. They are un—they are an unnecessary expense now. But get an astrological bangle and wear it. Fear not. In a few weeks, you shall be well. Again, just kuch karna padega, as Narayani was saying. Just something that suggests that, in fact, you are in harmony with what the Guru is giving you. Before everything, the Guru said, No, yeah, I don't mind, I don't, you will take care of me. Which is not to speak ill of his faith and trust in the Guru. But the fact that when the Guru is already trying to show you something, but you would kind of say, No. And even though it's based on the fact that, oh, I have complete faith in you, that alone makes it very hard for these divine beings to work with us and through us.
1: There are some of us that sometimes have this, you know, romantic idea of if I would be in front of Yogananda, if he could tell me exactly what I have to do in this situation, if he could just materialize in front of me and tell me precisely you know what to do I will do it I will just and all my problems will go away and my life will be easier I think (laughs) this story is a great example that how difficult Mm. is really to follow your Guru's advice hundred percent even the moment he's telling you with words in a language that you can't really understand so um, let me tell you this, it, it wouldn't change to have Yogananda, you know, in his physical form telling us what to do if we wouldn't be ready to follow that. In fact, many of us are not even ready to follow what we perceive in meditation because it's just, you know, as he was saying, Shashi, uh, my will is great, my, but my flesh is weak. No, my will is, yeah. My spirit my is, is willing, weak. but my, my will, will is, is weak. weak.
0: Yeah. Bad one. Shashi's smile illumined his tear-marred face with sudden uh, face like sudden sun over a sodden landscape. Beloved Guru, shall I take the medicines prescribed by the doctors? Sri Yukteswar's glance was longanimous. Just as you wish, drink them or discard them it does not matter. It is more possible for the sun and the moon to interchange their positions than for you to die of tuberculosis. Go now before I change my mind. Can you imagine that? that there's even the possibility where in that no, yeah. moment he can just change his mind. He's like like you know No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to be say, supporting you. Maybe you need the next lifetime. So that's... You know, that's how powerful these moments are. And then these words, that it's easier for the sun and moon to shift in their positions for my words to go wrong. I mean, that's, that's really the power and that's the power our words could have as well if we start aligning them with truth. Once we've said them, the entire universe conspires to fulfill them. And that requires, of course, for us to use our words very carefully, always in harmony with truth, again and again, again and again, until our words become truth. With an agitated bow, my friend hastily departed. I visited him several times during the next few weeks and was aghast to find his condition increasingly worse. Shashi cannot last through the night. These words from his physician and the spectacle of my friend now reduced almost to a skeleton, sent me post haste to Serampur. My guru listened coldly <laughs> to my tearful report. <laughs> Why do you come here to bother me? You have already heard me assure Shashi of his recovery. Again, even for everybody else, I mean, there's just lesson after lesson after lesson. Every one of us has to figure something out. It, no matter what. And this is again such a big tendency, isn't it? When you have some sort of inner assurance, but you're unable to relax in that assurance. There's still this desire to grab at it and take control of the situation. To be able to surrender once the Guru has really given you an inward yeah, blessing or a, it's just a sense of feeling or just what he's written. I mean, even if he's just, if you say, You know, if Sri uh, Lahiri Mahasaya said anyone who calls upon Baba Ji with, you know, deep reverence receives an instant blessing. But unfortunately, many of the times we don't get that instant blessing because it's just like, Hoega ki nahi hoega? Milega kya milega? Our mind is actually so much more caught up in that, that that true reverence for Baba Ji, that it never works out. So even though it's right there before us, we're unable to draw from it its actual power. But again, thank God for Ji. just how he shows us both the doubt, but also that instant. The moment Sri Yukteswar said this, I bowed before him in great awe and retreated to the door. No more, uh, are you sure, but what if, you know, but he looks really bad. Just like, okay, again, another assurance from the Guru, and I walk away. Sri Yukteswar said no parting word, but sank into silence, his unwinking half-opened His unwinking eyes half open, their vision fled to another world. I returned at once to Shashi's house in Kolkata, in Calcutta. With astonishment, I found my friend sitting up drinking milk. Oh Mukunda, what a miracle! Four hours ago, I felt Master's presence in the room. My terrible symptoms immediately disappeared. I felt that through his grace, I am entirely well. In a few weeks, Shashi was stouter and in better health than ever before. Now there's an interesting little kind of caveat to this whole situation. But his singular reaction to his healing had an ungrateful tinge. He seldom visited Sri Yukteswar again. My friend told me one day that he so deeply regretted his previous mode of life that he was ashamed to face Master. So, sometimes, you know, that was it. That was his, perhaps, relationship and that's what we were talking about. Until and unless we're seeking true freedom, unless we're really seeking to go all the way, our relationship with the spiritual path, with our Guru even, with some particular support and guidance that God has given us, is just that much. It's just that limited. Mm -hmm. It does what it needs to do, and then more or less our life continues. And in this particular case, it's just that he was so ashamed that he couldn't even come back to Sri Yukteswar because he had kind of so vehemently kind of denied Sri Yukteswar's help and support. And that too happens, you know. Mm -hmm. Swamiji once was talking about a life where he betrayed his Guru and drew people away, he said, from his teachings. And everybody was so shocked, you know, it's like, how how could that be? And look at you now. And he's like, and Swamiji was like, what's the big deal? (laughs) We've all done it, (laughs) and we all do so many things. How many times have we turned away from the Guru again and again and again and again? But hopefully, through these situations, through these little episodes, It awakens in our heart, at least, that in this life we won't do that. Mm -hmm. In this life, this life will be different. This life, no matter what, will stick on till the end. We may not always be perfect in our discipleship. We may not, I mean, perfect is even perhaps too far a reality. We may not even succeed daily on some of the aspects of our discipleship. But our Guru is our Guru and He will never turn away from us. And,
1: yeah, and I'm sure that in one way or another, you know, Sri Uteshwar's kind of, you know, held hidden that. presence, you know, was with Shashi for the rest of his life and also allowed him just in this lifetime to really integrate this particular lesson mm. of, of not really understanding the importance of willpower and the importance of, of, of adding his own energy to, to cooperate with the Guru's grace. So it's interesting that, that Sri Udeshwar allowed that to happen to, to, he kept him, you know, in the, this lifetime, like at far at a distance because it was part of his own growth and freedom.
0: And the final episode, it seems we might actually finish this chapter, which is quite a first for us. The first two years of my course at Scottish Church College were drawing to a close. My classroom attendance had been very spasmodic. What little studying I did was only to keep peace with my family. My two private tutors came regularly to my house. I was regularly absent. (laughs) Galpevi, even at home the tutors were coming and he was nowhere to be found. I can discern at least this one regularity in my scholastic career. In India, two successful years of college bring an Intermediate Arts Diploma. The student may then look forward to another two years and his A-B degree, which of course I don't know what that is now, Bachelor of something. The Intermediate Arts final examinations loomed ominously ahead. I fled to Puri, where my guru was spending a few weeks. Vaguely hoping that he would sanction my non-appearance at the finals, I related my embarrassing unpreparedness. But Master smiled consolingly. You have wholeheartedly pursued your spiritual duties and could not help neglecting your college work. Apply yourself diligently to your books for the next week. You shall get through your ordeal without failure. Again it's a I, this perspective is an important one for us to have. You have wholeheartedly pursued your spiritual duties. Yes yesterday no Thursday when we were reading the Gita, there was this beautiful passage there where Krishna said, If you can paraphrasing of course, if you can wholeheartedly be absorbed in Me and offer Yourself completely to Me, I will supply Your deficiencies and make permanent Your gains. Which is to say, through the spiritual path alone, everything can be achieved. God Himself will make sure that it is true. And this is what Sri Yukteswar is saying as well. You've wholeheartedly... That's the key word here, isn't it? We do neither nor are we do we give ourselves fully to the spiritual path, nor are we able to give ourselves fully to the materialistic journeys that many of us find ourselves on. And there we are, just straddling between these two paths, unable to fully comprehend either. Whereas if we were to choose, of course in this particular case we're talking about the spiritual journey, because it contains the material journey in it is if you can wholeheartedly give yourself to it, everything else is also taken care of. I will supply your deficiencies and make permanent your gains. But, of course, Sri Yukteswar does still say, apply yourself diligently to your books for the next week. Aisa hai ki, don't worry, now, you know, I will just take care of everything. Do your part. Yeah, again, do your part. Again and again, do your part. And this is really the kind of crux of this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) I will reason, I will will, I Mm -hmm. will act. So, I returned to Calcutta firmly suppressing all reasonable doubts, nicely, firmly suppressing all reasonable doubts that occasionally arose with unnerving ridicule. And that happens to all of us. Surveying the mountain of books on my table, I felt like a traveller lost in the wilderness. A long period of meditation brought me a labour-saving inspiration. Again, using his meditation also to just help him. How should I even approach this? Mm -hmm. How do I move forward with this? I know this is what I have to do, but drawing upon still that spiritual power even for that. And what was the inspiration? Opening each book at random, I studied only those pages which lay thus exposed. I mean, not particularly a strategy that we would recommend except if it come to you also as a true inspiration. Pursuing this course during 18 hours a day for a week, I considered myself entitled to advice all succeeding generations on the art of cramming. (laughs) But look at the look at how he actually applies himself. Eighteen hours a day for the next week he studied. I mean that's it's just unthinkable the amount of will and how he actually took his guru's guru's words to heart. You know? It wasn't his guru just said, apply yourself diligently to your books for the next week. If somebody said that to us, what would that mean to us? <laughs> oh, you know, an hour here and there, I'll open my books, I'll read a few passages, then my mind will wander a little bit, then I'll come back every now and then. And only if my you know, parents are also around and they're also constantly kind of forcing me to do this. But that's the kind of absolute conviction of the Guru's words. You have to hear his words and you have to really know what he is saying. Apply yourself diligently to your books for the next week. And to Yogananda, that meant 18 hours a day for a week. I mean, that's probably more than any of us would study even in a month's time. And that's the energy that he was willing to put out. Not just say, oh, my guru has said that God will take care of this, that he will take care of this. So now, even less, I will put out any energy because he's already assured me that I will not fail. Anyway, <laughs> amazing, just amazing. The following days in the examination halls were a justification of my seemingly haphazard procedure. I passed all the tests, though by a hairbreadth, just Barely. enough. Because that wasn't his. That's not where his life lay. Mm-hmm. Just enough. I had, I'll make just enough money that I need. I'll do just enough the energy that I have to put out also to balance my responsibilities and everything that I need because my life does not lay there. it lays completely elsewhere. And that clarity is very, very important. this muddiness of I want freedom but I also really want all these things this is really it makes a, it makes life quite hard and clarity becomes hard to come, even guidance becomes hard to come. you have to just Understand, this is how much I can do, this is how much I can't do. And just put yourself, apply yourself diligently in both worlds to what really is in attunement with what your heart is seeking. Don't confuse and fool your heart by creating unnecessary desires, unnecessary expectations, unnecessary hopes even, from the Guru and from the spiritual path. Be relaxed. If you're able to give yourself fully in the way that these masters are showing us that is needed. Then and only then we can have that attitude that the guru will completely take care of me. Like Unexpe- not?
1: Yeah, and expectations even from people around you. Yeah, you know, I I can see in India. I mean, so many of my friends. Sometimes they come to us like you know I feel so pressured about this, about that, about getting married, about what my family's expectations are for me, what my neighborhood is, ex- is expecting, what my friends. And uh, this is something uh, very important for us to gain clarity from what Shuje was saying. What is really my priority in life, which for most of us is to find happiness. And, and just start creating priorities of Where do I think my happiness is going to come from? And especially if you have a spiritual path and you know that every time you are in alignment with those techniques, those teachings, with your Guru's guidance, you are happier, you need to make sure, we need to make sure that that's a daily priority and can't be put aside, set aside, can't be sacrificed for other people's expectations about you so so make a priority or a list of what are the priorities that you need to fulfill daily in order to in order to attract that happiness that each one of us are so desperately looking for and those priorities may be only just one two or three of them doesn't need to be like a long list but What are those things that you know that if you don't practice them, if you don't do do them, if you don't go to that place daily, uh, won't give you that satisfaction or even that uh, energy or strength that you will need in order to just walk through life.
0: On his return from Puri, Sri Yukteswar gave me a pleasant surprise. Your Calcutta studies are now over. I will see that you pursue your last two years of university work right here in Serampur. I was puzzled. Sir, there is no Bachelor of Arts course in this town. Serampur College, the sole institution of higher learning, offered only a two-year course in Intermediate Arts. Master smiled mischievously. I am too old to go about collecting donations to establish an A-B college for you. I guess I shall have to arrange the matter through someone else. Two months later, Professor Howells, president of the Serampore College, publicly announced that he had succeeded in raising sufficient funds to offer a four-year course. Serampore College became a branch affiliate of the University of Calcutta. I was one of the first students to enroll in Serampur as an A.B. candidate. Guruji, how kind you are to me. I have been longing to leave Calcutta and be near you every day in Serampur. Professor Howells does not dream how much he owes you to your silent help. Sri Yukteswar gazed at me with mock severity. Now you won't have to spend so many hours on trains. What a whole lot, what a lot of time, free time you have for your studies. <laughs> Perhaps you will become less of a last-minute crammer and more of a scholar. But somehow his tone lacked <laughs> the conviction. How sweet indeed, isn't it?
1: Beautiful chapter.
0: But it's interesting that Sri Yukteswar didn't do that from the very beginning for Yogananda. It's just so important to be tested by the Guru. It's so important to give time to your relationship with the Guru until you start expecting and making demands of Him. Make this easy. I mean, Sri Yukteswar knew how much, how badly Yogananda would prefer to be living there at the ashram, always by His Guru's side. And Yogananda proved himself, you know, <laughs> par excellence as a disciple, every day showing up for as much as He could, taking those trains. Daily, weekly, monthly, coming, spending long periods. Whenever he was, he had holidays. All that time was spent with Sri Upteshwar. Over and over again, he showed his enthusiasm and zeal for the path, for his discipleship. And then Sri Yukteswar said, "All right, now let's, you know, make it so that you're able to actually go deeper and do this more." So it'll be helpful for us to, you know, that's what this fact, entire chapter is kind of about a little bit proving ourselves to the Guru by doing something beyond and tuning into his guidance in a way and really putting out the energy to manifest that guidance, to manifest his teachings, to manifest his practices in our lives. And then and only then can we really see and sit back to reap the benefits of the power that we've generated that even allows the Guru to actually help us.
1: In fact, a good question to ask. Each one of us every day, I have done my part and I think that will be a good way to see where we are at, our thermometer, you know, that will, will help us to you know, see are we getting closer, are we listening more carefully, are we really following the Guru's guidance and, and every day are we doing our part and every day that part will manifest differently because we will feel differently but our part has to be shown Uh, we need to prove to the guru that yes we are willing to change we are ready to walk all the way through until the end and yes we know we have the guru's blessings but we too need to prove him that we are going to do our part no matter how difficult it gets we will never give up.
0: And on those words I hope we have a week of not giving up at all and (laughs) keep meeting every challenge the best that we can and maybe you want to kind of go back through this chapter and see if there's something in specific that you would like to inculcate more in your own life some tiny little hints that we were not able to tune into. But we'll see you on Tuesday now. Yes. Have a wonderful day. Jai Guru. Jai Guru.